And so I woke up March 18th and had $15 million of payroll and, and no revenue. What I told my team is I firmly believed we didn't come this far to come this far and that where there is turmoil, there will be opportunity. Welcome to the Franchise You Podcast, where key industry leaders provide education and inspiration. Here's your host, Dr. Kathy Gosser, the director of the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville. Welcome to another episode of Franchise You. And with me today, I have Michael Browning. And Michael is the founder and CEO of Unleashed Brands which is a group of very fun brands that we're going to explore in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a bit about Michael. So Michael, you launched the world's first youth enrichment platform in 2021 with the idea to impact the next generation by helping kids understand that they don't need to wait to be great. They can be great kids today. And the parents should not have to navigate this enrichment journey alone. You're there. And this is hardly your first entrepreneurial effort. You started Urban Air Adventure Parks in 2010. Um, You have a number of accolades, including being named a rising star in the Dallas Business Journal in their annual 40 under 40 list in 2021. And you're now taking Unleashed Brands to some exciting heights. So would you mind telling us a little bit more about you and your entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, it's, gosh, where to begin? Uh, You know, if if you talk to my parents, they would tell you, that um, it's it's always been innate in me. Um, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur, so I grew up watching him and learning from him. I mean, I remember having conversations with him, and he would say, "You know what? It it costs to wake up every day." Um, he was a home builder in Dallas Fort Worth. Um, so as a as a child, I started a bracelet company, going door to door selling beaded bracelets. With my sister, my dad, and I then got into trading baseball cards as I got older. From there, I built websites in high school. And then in college, I built a data and analytics company and sold it to Roland Hansen from Microsoft and then started Urban Air. And um, that, that's definitely the craziest one that I started, you know, as, as with many entrepreneurs, everybody thought it was crazy. Banks, landlords, pretty much everyone with my family thought it was crazy, but it all worked out. So it's always been in me. That is amazing. You are a serial entrepreneur at heart. So um, talk about Urban Air for a moment. Tell us what that adventure park is like. Sure. So what we say, it's play with purpose. So we, we built Urban Air to help kids celebrate, escape, and connect. Uh, celebrate special moments like a birthday party, straight A's, a great soccer season, escape the hardships of the world, right? Just sometimes kids, maybe they're getting bullied or had a bad day, and they just need to go have some fun and forget about it. And then connect socially off a screen and offline. I think now more than ever coming out of COVID, people are looking to reconnect. They're looking for experiences over things more and more. And there's no better place to go and and then Urban Air to do that. So we have locations all across the country. Uh, We'll open 40 additional locations this year. And um, and we've got a a great CEO in Jay Thomas, who was an executive at Six Flags leading that brand now. So I, I couldn't have been more honored to hand the baton off. Ah, that's great. And you know, you said something interesting there, Michael, is that people are looking for experiences versus things. And that is what Unleashed Brands is really all about. When I look at your six brands, they're all experience-based. But I watched your story online and was just fascinated with it. But would you mind telling our listeners why you started Unleashed Brands? I think going back to COVID, so March 17th of 2020 was the scariest day of my life. 
Um, we, we shut down all of the urban air locations across the country in unison uh, with main event and Chuck E. Cheese. We all, we all came together, did that. And so I woke up March 18th and had $15 million of payroll and, and no revenue. So what I told my team is I firmly believed we didn't come this far to come this far and that where there is turmoil, there will be opportunity and that we just had to keep our eyes open and, and listen to the consumer. Um, and so I said, go back and break down every area of the business into its smallest component, improve it, so that, and then we'll rebuild it back up when, when it's time to come out of COVID. It was during this process that uh, we had broken everything down and we had charted it all out of everything we had built. I realized, man, we've really built a platform that helps sell, design, construct, open, operate, market, and support franchises. About at that same time, I was sitting on a beach chair. Uh, we had a house in Florida, so we went to Florida during COVID. And I was sitting there, it was towards the end, and, and my wife and I are going, what are we going to do with the kids? It was like a, a, a reset. And so I was just on my phone Googling, like, okay, I have a 10-year-old who likes dance, music, and art. I have a seven-year-old who probably needs some discipline and go to karate. And I've got this two-year-old, like, what am I going to do with this kid? The light bulb went off in my mind that this is way too hard for a parent to find amazing places to take their kids and really um, navigate that enrichment roadmap. And so I said, where there is fragmentation, there's an opportunity for consolidation. And I started studying neighborly and driven brands. And, and I said, why have people done it for the home and the car, but not their most important asset, the kids? Yeah. And that's what I said. That's what I'm going to do. And as I started to unpack, like, what does it take to make a great kid? We, we landed on, they need to learn science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. They need to grow in their skills and hobbies, and they need to just be able to play as a kid. And that makes great kids. And that is your philosophy, learn, play, and grow. And that is just fascinating. You know, Michael, I can't imagine that many people would have realized $15 million in payroll and you're shut down and be able to launch something as amazing as Unleashed Brands. So what is in you that makes you think differently, whereas most people might have given up, you did just the opposite. What is that? Well, I think depending upon who you ask, people may say, I'm a tad bit crazy. <laughs> uh, so I, do, I do think there's, there's an internal optimism. Uh, the, gr the grittiness is a core value here. It's one of these things, it's just, I'm not going to give up. And you know, navigating COVID, I told the team, like COVID is going to be the ultimate test. Um, and you know, one of my mentors told me, he said, Michael, COVID is going to be like, everybody's out in the water at the beach on a nice sunny day. When the tide goes back out, which will be COVID, you're going to figure out, you're going to see who's wearing a bathing suit and who's not. You're going to see who's been, it looks like they know what they're doing and who doesn't. And so, um, it was an opportunity for me to lean in and really test, can I be a good wartime CEO and entrepreneur? I was a good peacetime CEO where it's like, everything's going great, but like, how would I do in wartime in crisis? Um, and I was just really committed to learning from my mentors, uh, listening to the consumers, listening to my team, and then listening to the market. And it was through all of that, plus having a great team that we were able to navigate it. What a wonderful word picture from your mentor, because COVID did expose us all. 
and just exactly as, as you said, and look what you've done. Unleashed Brands just keeps growing. As of today, you have six brands under your platform focused on youth enrichment through learning, playing, and growing, including Urban Air, which was yours, Snapology, Little Gym, Premier Martial Arts, Class 101, and XP League. And the last two joined just in the last few weeks. Could you tell us maybe about those? So XP League is near and dear to my heart for a few different reasons. One, esports is such an exploding industry that nobody has been able to organize. It too is very fragmented. So we see in esports the opportunity to consolidate and organize a very fragmented space. But what I also love about XP League and esports is there's a lot of kids these days that are not traditional sports kids, and they still need to feel a sense of belonging. They still still need a sense of uh, to learn sportsmanship, accountability, to be coachable, uh, perseverance, uh, never quitting. And so what XP League does is it's created a non-traditional sports league using games, um, esports, and, and allows kids to have the same, uh, to receive the same traditional soft skills as they would in traditional sports. And so it's just unbelievable. I had one of my staff members come in uh, last week. She was crying and she said, I signed Jason up for XP League in Frisco. And this is the first time as a mom I've been able to cheer him on. He's just never been into sports. That's what it's all about right there is that kid. Or I had another story that got told to me about a, um, a kid with physical disabilities, can't play traditional sports, gets to be a part of a team, have a jersey, have a coach. And when he's playing, nobody knows that he can't walk. And he's, it's just, it's unbelievable. So that's XP League. Um, that came into the family just a couple of weeks ago. And then we've got Class 101 which is a college planning company founded by Tom Pabin. And um, it is not SAT or ACT prep, all they do help with that. What it really is, is helping kids through personality profiles, through coaching, find the right college for them based on what they want to be when they grow up, what skills and hobbies they have, what their social profile is, fraternity, sorority or not, um, and really put them on a path to feel comfortable on campus excel and reach their destiny through the going to the right college it's something near and dear to my heart because like I, I didn't know that was a that existed when I was a kid and I was really exposed to the schools my parents liked or my parents went to I didn't know about the big world out there and I, I just really am passionate about helping kids in the last few years of being under their parents roof reach their destinies by putting them on a path and into a college that is synergistic with them and not just where their parents went. You know, I think that is so important. Having recently helped two of my um, wonderful goddaughters navigate this path. Of course, they came to me being a college professor. It really is a skill and you really need something like this to help unlock opportunities as well as just help kids understand what's possible. So that is really great. And how different those two are, but also really focused on your platform values. So um, thank you for sharing that. So on your website, you really provide a list of four reasons why a brand would join Unleashed Brands. And I love these because it's innovator at heart, growth focused, collaborators in practice, and laugh heavy. I really love the last one. Can you talk about that one in particular? The world is tough. At Unleashed Brands and every one of our brands in the family, we find joy every day. 
without finding joy every day, you can focus on all the things that happen. Like John Maxwell told me that there's no such thing as two good consecutive days in a leader's life. And, and I think that's so true because just when you have a great day, then that problem comes around. And what, and what I always tell people is very rarely in a boxing match do you see the, the, the KO knockout, the one punch knockout. It's, it's always the combo. And so if you're finding joy in every situation, if you're laughing as much as possible and loving life, then when those problems come, you're less likely to get KO'd. And you can even take the combo a little better because you put some equity in your soul through laughing and finding joy. I have found that even in my classroom, if we can have fun, the students learn even better. Absolutely. So I think there's a lot to that. So I ascribe to that philosophy as well, which is why I wanted you to elaborate. But then I was really impressed with the chart of benefits and support you provide um, to discuss why a brand would want to join your portfolio. And you compare your going with Unleashed Brands compared to going alone using private equity or outsourcing. And a couple of the ones were really fascinating. I think I'll just pick two of these um, to talk about, but can you tell us how you support four-wall EBITDA development? Yeah, sure. So as a franchisor, franchisee economics are the most important thing. I always tell my staff, I'm on the fifth floor right now, there are no registers on this floor. We pay for all of our operating expenses, all of the salaries, all of the R&D, everything we wanna do, in seven cent increments off of the backs of franchisees generating a dollar. And so it is very important to, to impact franchisee unit economics. We want to help franchisees generate the fruits of their labor in the month. So cash flow, right? Profits each month. But also we realize that 10 to 15% of franchisees will exit the franchise on an annual basis. So we want them to be able to cre increase their enterprise value or the value of their business. So when they exit, they can sell it for more than they bought it with. So free cash flow, enterprise value are what we shoot for. Now, inside of that, to get those things, you've got to drive higher average unit volumes. You need to create operating leverage through economies of scale and shared systems and resources. You need to help. I always say one of the biggest things that we do is we provide them insights into their business they've never been able to get before. And so we have a platform called the Cockpit. And I always say that um, you wouldn't want to get on a commercial airliner look left into the cockpit and see that there's no instruments there and that the pilot is flying blind. Well, if you're always looking at your business 30 to 60 days in arrears at a PL, a balance sheet, statement of cash flows, like you're not getting enough real-time information to make trajectory changes. And so we come in and provide them with a real-time dashboarding, this cockpit, we have data scientists behind it to help them improve their business without making very monumental changes to it. It's just slight tweaks, the law of aggregation of small gains. So that's a huge one on how we impact franchisee economics. And I love that because oftentimes just awareness of where your numbers are in real time allows you to make those changes that could definitely impact your profitability. So that is pretty amazing. And then you also talk about training programs. Yes. We say that mom is the customer and kid is the user. And so what we have perfected at Unleashed Brands is how to get mom to sign up, how to educate her, how to make her aware, um, how to follow up with her and make sure it went well. Everything that we do, every brand inside of our system offers classes, camps, one-time events, leagues, parties. So they just may be in a different wrapper inside of the brick and mortar location. So we can all learn from each other on how to serve mom and the family. And we do that through Unleash University. So each brand has a subcategory, right? So 
you know, class 101 has very specific DNA that the, and, and way to serve the guest, but it's still, hey, we got to lead people. We have to provide exceptional customer service. We have to know how to market digital marketing, SEO, like all of those things are umbrella level, top level things that, that we teach that a lot of these brands didn't have access to because it's very expensive or they didn't know where to go. And so we can, we can bring that to them very quickly. Right. I think leveraging all those systems and processes across these brands makes all the difference in the world. And so I can imagine that strategy appeals to potential investors and potential brands, which leads me to ask, how do you determine the best brands that would fit into your platform? So they've got to be world-class in their service offering. They have to be learn, play, grow. Um, so for example, we had an, an opportunity to acquire an amazing kid product brand, but that's just not where we are right now. It's, it's, so it did not help kids learn, play, or grow. It helped them look really good. It was a kid's haircut brand, great unit economics, great founder, but it's not learn, play, grow. We're just not ready for that. So we're being very disciplined in our thesis. Uh, we're looking for franchised concepts. We're also looking for great concepts that could be franchisable. So that's increasing our total addressable market. Oh. Uh, and then we're, we're very creative and open to where they are in the life stage of their business. So we're acquiring incubator, emerging, scaling, and mature brands. It's all about the ecosystem that we're building and making sure that mom never has to abandon our ecosystem to go get a service for her kids. Ah, uh, that, that makes sense. Do you have any examples of where the brands are synergistic? Consumer acquisition, for example, if we acquire a consumer, which is mom, when their kids are first born or four months, so they can start going to the little gym at four months. They, they age out of the little gym about five years old, and that's right when they can start Snapology or Premier Martial Arts. We have lined out the, the ecosystem so that we acquire the consumer once and we increase the lifetime value of that consumer by moving them through brands. And we've, we've been able to statistically prove that when our brands are within seven miles of each other, we can move 26 to 40% of people between brands. Oh my gosh, that is huge. That is really huge. So when you look for new brands, are you looking to fill a gap? Are you looking to add, add a choice? We would prefer a gap, um, but I mean, it's not a, a one-sided decision when a, if a founder is ready to sell or not. So we're open, but we would always prefer to fill a, a gap than provide an additional choice. Just right now, though, something should change, I guess. Yeah, because then you get into, obviously, the whole part about, gosh, do I want the brands to compete or do I want them to be, again, having this, you age into out of one and into another, which is really a beautiful place to be at the moment. So um, let's move on to the the actual franchisees because the brands are are absolutely fascinating, but I'm sure your franchisees are as well. I read where you signed 65 new franchise agreements in quarter one. Okay, that's really impressive. Tell us what your brands look for in their franchisees. What are they looking for? It varies by brand with, with regards to liquidity and net worth because, you know, an Urban Air is on average three and a half million dollars to open, mm -hmm. whereas uh, Premier Martial Arts, you can, uh, the CapEx associated with that one's like $200,000. So what we are always looking for, though, are people who love people. They want to be in the service business. They love kids. They're good leaders. They want to follow a system. Right. So, um, you know, franchising, I always say, allows you to scratch the entrepreneurial itch and be a business owner, but gives you the safety and security of a sandbox to play in that has been proven it's tried and true. Yes. So we, 
people who want to execute a system in an exceptional way we're looking for. Um, It's a lot of soft skills. It's leadership because we bring all of the systems in back office. We say we make that auto magic for the franchisee. And we want them to focus on delivering and loving on families inside their locations and let our back office stuff handle the rest. Ah, that's great. And you know, most franchisees love that. That's what they that's what they prefer to do. So you do have franchisees that own more than one of your brands. So what are the benefits to them to owning multiple brands? There's tremendous economies of scale and operating leverage because they're on the same back office platform. So labor management, they're all in the same payroll systems. Um, if you have them in close enough proximity, you could have one district manager. We're even a co-locating concepts in the same real estate. So for example, the little gym and Snapology can take 6,000 feet combined, share a lobby, but then split into um, a, a discovery center or the, the gymnastics facility. Uh-huh. So because you're taking more space, you get a lower price per square foot, more TI dollars. Um, marketing. So for example, um, if, if I own multiple businesses and, and I acquire a consumer who comes in for the little gym and I own Snapology, now I can just keep that mom in my ecosystem. So we say it's monopoly for the franchisees. Your territory is your monopoly board, and we want you to own all the game pieces, which are the brands. Uh, you are a master at analogies. I got to tell you, that is really that is really a good one because if you think about, you buy a big asset, but if you can put two brands in there and leverage that asset, and then also with the way that the brands work, the kids age out of one and go right into the next, makes all the sense in the world. May I mean that just makes total sense. So I know that you provide a lot of support to the brands. Do you actually provide support to the franchisees of the brands, or is that left? up to those individuals? No, there, we, we do centralize a lot of the services, um, mm-hmm. media buying, marketing strategy, um, accounting, all of the data, all of the, the cockpit, the dashboards, or the university. So there's a lot of centralized services that franchisees get to benefit from. Um, and it also, for example, all of our brands have access to our call center. And so they can have all of their phones answered. They book parties on behalf of these brands. Um, at a fraction of the cost of what it would take to have a, a full-time employee answering the phones. So there's a lot of synergies that are centralized. Oh, that's a huge benefit because not only do you reduce the cost of labor, but you think about the training, the recruitment, all of that that goes into it, that's left up to, I assume, Unleashed does that for them. Yes, absolutely. Oh, gosh, that's, that's kind of amazing. What other centralized support do you provide? We're continuing to bring more centralized support. So um, back office, IT, so that's all in one place, marketing strategy. So we actually take all of the national ad funds, all of the marketing dollars, we go and buy media at a national level, and then we buy brand by market. So we're getting tremendous economies of scale on media buying, lower agency fees, which is a huge one because that drives directly to the franchisee, right? That drives people in their doors and increases their AUVs and lowers their consumer acquisition costs. Absolutely. So do you think that's what differentiates you as a franchisor of choice, or do you have some other secret sauce? I mean, I, I think that there's a big difference between what we do and what others do. Uh, I say there's, there's a difference between a platform and a portfolio. A portfolio just owns a bunch of brands and might find some synergies, um, but it's hard to own multiple brands and use the same systems. We are a fully integrated um, platform, not a portfolio. And so 
we make it very, very easy for franchisees to own multiple brands. In fact, we have a combined discovery day tomorrow where uh, after our last combined discovery day, 80% of the, the, the people, the candidates who left said, I came in only caring about one brand and I'm leaving wanting to open more than one brand. Ah, that's great. Congratulations. I can see that though. I mean, how exciting is that? If you ascribe to the learn, play and grow mentality, with kids, why wouldn't you own more than one? I mean, with everything so consistent, it almost, I mean, you're really making it so easy for your franchisees to be successful. So um, congratulations to you. That's that's uh, pretty incredible. Do you provide any type of funding support for brands or franchisees? Absolutely. So we say that a, fran- a franchisee should not have to figure anything out when they decide to own one of these brands. And that starts with site selection, financing. So we have various banks committed to each brand. Um, and so long as our franchisees can check the boxes on the criteria, then, then they will automatically be approved and be funded. So at no time should a franchisee have to go search for real estate, search for a bank, search for general contractors, search for anything. We have it all figured out and it's fully turnkey and we lead them through the entire process, which is why we're able to sell so many and why we're able to bring on so many units um, at a time. Hey, that's really incredible because that tends to be something that will stop potential franchisees in their tracks. Where do I go to get started? And so having that playbook available makes such a difference. So that's fantastic. Well, I can't believe that we've already spoken for almost all of our time. Your concept and what you've done in such a short time, Michael, is just really commendable. So if I were to ask you in thinking about your career, what is the one thing that you are most proud of? Gosh, one of my favorite things to do is to go into any of the locations, uh, any of the brands and just watch the smiles on people's faces, the relationships made, um, the kids that walk into an urban air and they just light up with joy. It's a little known fact, but we've we have um, donated um, thousands of birthday parties to foster families and foster kids Uh who otherwise typically wouldn't, you know, would go their whole childhood and not feel special on the birthday. So being able to do those types of things are uh, very rewarding, and we feel that it is, it's a calling of ours to impact at-risk kids, and, and every kid feel, deserves to feel loved at least one day out of the year on their birthday, and um, so that's one of the things I'm most proud of. You know what you should be, because that is definitely making a huge difference. So um, that's just, that's really heartwarming. Thank you for sharing that. And so I always have one last question where I ask, is there anything you wish you had known when you entered franchising, but you entered um, kind of young. And when I think about you had Urban Air and then you went directly to Unleashed Brands. So my question for you is, instead of anything you wish you had known is what made you start franchising? Um, well, it, it was a, it was listening. Um, we had five units in Dallas, Fort Worth that we owned, um, just personally, people were calling me because they would come to Dallas, Fort Worth, visiting friends and family and go, man, I want to open one of those. And so people were calling and asking me to franchise. And so, um, I, where there was demand, I started to do the research and learned. Um, so that I got in it, just school of hard knocks. I would say, um, you know, luckily, I was um, blessed enough to have some really good mentors in my life. Chris Tonko, who who is the chief operating officer of Seven Eleven, he's retiring. But uh, Ken May was the CEO of Top Golf. Um, you know, I think for me, they told me this, and I could have done a better job. But 
you know, franchisees don't always want to be right, but they always want to be heard. You know, I'm still fairly young, but I think younger in my career, I, I should have I should have learned how to listen better and affirm that I was listening. And I think I could have moved things um, smoother with franchisees than missing and maybe not listening listening as much. So that that would be if I could could have changed something. I think I would have had better relationships early on than, than I did. I appreciate you saying that. I teach a class where I focus on listening for a couple of classes for that reason. So thank you. And a side note about how small our world is. I worked for Chris Tonko at Yum Brands years ago. And Uh, so Chris is a friend of mine as well. And it's just, uh, it's interesting how small our world is. But I got to tell you, our franchising ecosystem is lucky to have you. So thank you so much for your time, Michael. This has been fascinating. And I can't wait to see where you continue to grow. It's been an honor. Thanks for having me. Franchise U is brought to you by the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville. For more information on the center, visit business.louisville.edu slash yumcgfe. Thank you for listening to Franchise U.